0: Kicking and streaming podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K A F E, 1804.com. Boom. Uh, recording, recording, recording. How is recording? Ba shaba. Yeah, so, Georgia, hey. Hello! <laughs>
1: happy Saturday.
0: Happy Saturday!
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that sounds better than Happy Monday. Every a- time I'm told, hap- I'm, I'm told Happy Monday, I want to f- punch somebody in the face.
1: Right? But- you know, it's just just backhand them. Just, yeah. yeah uh, I- happy Monday, to up
0: yours. <laughs> I'll take Happy Saturday anytime, but Happy <laughs> Monday, nah! Get yeah. the hell out of here with that shit.
1: Yeah. Yep, I agree. <laughs>
0: All right then, so we are going to get started, Jojo, because I think we have quite a bit to talk about, I don't, know, don't we?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, we do.
0: This this series right there, <laughs> <laughs> damn, what an interesting, I don't know if maybe this guy's life was actually boring, and the writing of the show make, makes it as interesting.
1: <laughs> I think maybe it's, it's uh, what is it, 601, half a dozen of the other? I think you've kind of got uh, uh, an issue of maybe he's not quite as interesting as, as the series makes him out to be, but I think there's uh, definitely some, some threads of truth that go through there. Oh, my God. The reason,
0: I tried to read as much as I could of the, of the real life story. And if you compare it then to to the show, it's pretty accurate. And in fact, there's a claim on the show that says that all of the names had been changed in blah blah blah, and some of the circumstances and stuff. But uh, if, if you read the the real life story on like every credible website. There's not a great difference, really.
1: No, I, I really couldn't find anything different either myself. It, it seemed, seemed pretty – I mean, as they said, the, the um, conversations were imagined. But, I mean, you have to do that I mean, unless somebody was there recording the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which, which, you know, unless Tricky Dick is in the room, it's probably not going to be the way it is. So.
0: Trick a dick is in the house. Yay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All
0: right. So let's get going then with the show. We're going to do intro, right? Intro. Intro. Yeah. Let's intro then. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast.
1: A binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff.
0: Here are your hosts, Graham and
1: Jocelyn.
0: Ah, yes. Hello. (laughs) Hello, hello. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is The Graham, and with me today is a very fantastic Jojo. I never tire of saying that she is not only fantastic, very fantastic. Hello, Jojo.
1: Hello, Graham. Howdy do.
0: Howdy do to you, young madam.
1: I've had a That's busy not- day already. Yeah? Yeah, I
0: have. What have you been yeah.
1: up to, Jojo? I I've been doing yard work. I already got the yard mode and and like plants planted and all kinds of shit
0: yeah of course that was making us feel like like crap you know?
1: no seriously i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know if i accidentally took co- take cocaine this morning and didn't notice i, I don't know
0: but <laughs> <laughs> you you all you know is that you've been busy <laughs> yeah exactly
1: i, I really I, I don't know what, what why i i don't know if somebody slipped something into my coffee or i you know snorted a couple lines you know and and Blacked out, I
0: don't know. You know, on a day like today though, you might as well get it done. And and the reason being is that it, it's kinda not really too sunny outside.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And yeah. so that's that's a plus right there. And um yesterday was a sunny day and I ran some errands with Chris, right, with my wife, and she had to go to DMV to surrender a license plate and whatever. And she did the line. You know, before you entered, there was a line all the way outside. Of course. And so later, during the t- later after that, we're at, we're at the store, and I looked at her neck, and it was like, you know, she had been to the beach, and I'm like. Oh, when, when did you get
1: to it? See, I I get that too. I get that too. If I go outside and I forget to put sunscreen on, on the back of my neck, I get it. It's just, it's just this little strip back here and i oh, it pisses me off, man. It Good. pisses me off. <laughs> And not, and it was like fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> same know? here. She and I were both very fair skinned.
0: Yeah, man. That's why I stayed in the car. And I'm like, okay, call me when you let me know when you get in there, and then I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come with you. I stayed in the car. Yeah, I
1: don't, but I,
0: don't I ain't gonna anything. lie though. It was like it's already eighty plus degrees, like more than mid eighties in the in the Carolinas already.
1: Yeah, it is, and the pollen—the pollen is 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 insane. Like I, I came from an area where there was pollen, but this year I'm like, it rained a little tiny bit this morning, which is also part of the reason why I mowed the lawn because I was like, maybe I won't die of a, of, a ta- of an attack <laughs> of allergies <laughs> if it's rained a little bit. So I'm out there with my mask and everything. The neighbors think I'm nuts, but that's fine.
0: I am. I always find it. I always find it insulting that I am from a tropical island. And but like I've struggled with allergies more living here in the United States than I ever did when I lived in the Caribbean. So I, I don't know. Uh, Is that
1: terrible? It's really not, not fair. Cool. <laughs> when I lived out west, when I lived in Nevada, my sinuses were fine, which was was delightful and amazing because on the East Coast, my sinuses blow up constantly. But. I had the worst allergies. I had to take Claritin constantly, or otherwise I was—I I would have hives. I would—it was terrible. They, they, people would look at me at work and be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh." No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad when somebody at work says, "Are you okay?" But that concerned, you know, like I'm not really sure if I should be asking, but I'm going to ask anyway. And I'm like,
0: "Yeah, I, I'm. child, I see you struggle." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. So we should get started by saying that today we are reviewing a Netflix limited series called The Serpent. Uh, This series was originally commissioned and um, presented by BBC in England in January. So to our listeners, of course, in in Europe, especially in, in Great Britain, this is not new. But this series just premiered this week on Netflix, uh, and we are absolutely delighted with it. Alexa, shut the fuck up. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh.
1: she doesn't know how to answer that, so she's just she's just going to keep chattering when you tell her to shut up. Mine actually does respond to shut the fuck up, which made my husband's day the first time I screamed that at her, and she just shut uh. up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you kidding. Tell me about this. Don't, hold on. Hold on. Because this one might be dumb enough that she doesn't even understand. Mm.
1: I don't think I understand that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't know if I got the tone right or something, but she was like, okay, um, I'm not going to mess with this bitch. So, yeah, I'm quiet. <laughs> don't know me. I, I'm, I'm, I'll never be talking too much. You'll never catch me talking too much. Nope, nope, nope. I'll be quiet right over here.
0: You know what, JoJo? You deserve a round of applause for this. <laughs> You know, I just figured like we we've, we've had we've been podcasting from the roadcaster pro for the longest time now for more than 3 months and we've never used the we've never used the the sound effects and shit. So, we might as well like whatever you throw one of them jokes there, Jojo, I'm going to be like
1: hey. <laughs> I've always wanted that my whole oh,
0: life. Really? Yeah. Right, uh, mm-hmm. give me give me some weird joke.
1: Oh lord. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did, the cow- the why did the cowboy buy a dachshund why because he always wanted to get, a long little ah! yes!
0: <laughs> get along little doggie get along little doggy. all right back to business jojo so we're talking about the serpent and i am fascinated by this series i remember last week when we talked about how we were gonna, going to approach this series. I told you, I probably will watch two episodes during the weekend. And then for the remainder of the week, I'm going to take one and one and one, one episode. And by the time it's Friday, I'm done with it. Right. I have to report that I started it on Monday night and I was done with it by, by Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found myself twice going to bed at 1 a.m., watching the damn show because god it is good holy crap it is good isn't it
1: it is and i have a confession to make to you tell me about it i i did not finish the series what but i did not finish the series for the weirdest reason i think that has that that i can come up with Uh it gave Uh me nightmares are you serious? Yeah. I have not had a show give me nightmares since I was a little kid, and the show gave me nightmares. <laughs> wow. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not super gory. It's not, you know, there's not... I've I've watched more violent things, but this... I don't know if it's where I am in my in my life right now or what, but I had nightmares so I have finished a good portion of it enough to feel like I can talk about it but I could not I could not get to the end because I every single night I was having these horrible jerking me awake nightmares well there was a there was a weirdly
0: creepy element of the show that I couldn't put my hands on right like again like most of the most of the crimes and the killings and stuff you don't see right and in the manner in which this particular killer killed was never way too gory or whatever like right. there was very few of that like blood you know it was not much of that really so but there was, there was something that could leave you thinking that, that, that you could easily make you think uh, uh yeah wow you know what i'm saying so
1: yeah i get it
0: <laughs> i get it i get it <laughs>
1: So I did I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed everything that I watched, but as soon as I was asleep, I was I was having horrible nightmares. And, I, and that has not happened to me since I was a little little kid. And I was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore.
0: <laughs> and so with that saying, Jojo, tell us what this uh, series is
1: about. So this is this is a very, very cool series. So as you said, it is it was originally a BBC production brought over by Netflix for us. It's eight parts and it follows the true story. Of course, it's been fictionalized and made a little more, I guess, fantastical, if you will, follows the true story of a murderer, a serial killer between in the seventies and the time when a lot of people were trying to find themselves and they were on like the, the monastery trek, and it was the hippie journey was sort of like, I, I think they called it the, um, I made a note of it, uh, the the hippie, hippie trail, I think. The South like Asia hippie trail. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, so this is a, a man that took advantage of the fact that these people, especially in the 70s, would not be in constant contact with people that cared about them and used them, f- killed them for their passports, for whatever money they might have had on them, for their identities, essentially. And this is the story of him and his sort of... Not completely um, on board with it. Cohort played by Jenna Coleman.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the the summary of it. But this show, it almost it's the closest thing to his biography, no, to Charles Sobrage biography. And as we were talking about, uh, in the beginning, like it. it they claim that you know the circumstances were changed and things like that, but it is pretty close to to the reality of what was happening. And I think you you were on point, Jojo, when you said that maybe in terms of the dialogue, of course, since nobody <laughs> would have been there to to document everything. But other than that, the the and some names were changed, right? Like uh, the Dutch couple you know, wasn't Bloom and Decker. There were different people. But some of the names actually stayed quite the same. The Mary Jo something or the other, the girl from Seattle, they, they remained the same within the story because if you go and find the real story of Charles you will you will be familiar with those names once you've watched the series. But really, I want to say... Of all the stories of serial killers that I've read or watched about, this one is one of the most remarkable ones. And it's hard, it's it's weird to say, you know, but, but this was not... If you're a profiler, you would have a hard time understanding this serial killer. Yes. If you went based on science or on the suit. Some people say that. Profiling is a pseudoscience, but yes. if you went if you went strictly on the science of profiling, if you went strictly on the science of creating a psychological profile of this killer, then you would have struggled. And it took someone who was just looking at it from from the outside, without any insight of the human mind. Just good. Like I remember one time you referred to somebody that we, we talked about in the show as a dog with a bone. Like yes, yes. <laughs> someone who was a dog with a bone that wouldn't let go of it. Yes. And that's that's basically what what saved this situation here. But Charles Sobrage, by no means, was a a typical serial killer.
1: No, and I think we've talked about this before on the show too. Whenever we've talked about fictional, because we, we we I think we've really only covered Ted Bundy when we've talked about serial killers. But when we have talked about them in their fictional portrayals, the 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 profile really doesn't seem to be necessarily the norm when you look at those who are actually caught as serial killers. You know, like when we we talked about. um you know the like the the story, story that we just talked about that was based on the BTK BTK killer and the yeah. fact that that he had a family you know things like that so i personally am not a big believer in profiles <laughs> <clears throat> um, i'm going to go with them being pseudo science because i i just and obviously i'm i don't know anything i know nothing but it's just from what you see and from those that are caught very few of them actually fit any of what we've constantly told over and over and over again so this this serial killer and this series is he is very his level of manipulation he is is nearly unbelievable his ability to essentially get into people's minds and make them do what he wants them to do is almost the level of, of him being hypnotic Yes, um, and it's fascinating. And, and I understand why it's called the serpent because, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. whole idea of snakes being able to hypnotize people and that kind of silly, yeah. silly thing. But it's, it's very, I've, I've never seen anything like it. I've never read anything like it. And it's, it's, it's very, very creepy.
0: And I I think also it paints the picture of it is sometimes better to be charming than being scary. Yes. Because not a lot of people did things for him because they feared him, but rather because he will create this, inspire this sense of loyalty. Yes. Like, because he who saves your life is to whom you owe your life, right? Yes. Yes. And, and, and he creates these situations where he literally saves your life. Yes. And, of course, you you become indebted to somebody who who you genuinely believe may have saved your life. But here's my crazy thing. Do you think Charles Sobhraj was an accidental serial killer, as he claims to be? Or do you think that he really had the malice he intended at all time? to kill because what lacks here for me to call him a serial killer is the fact that I don't know that he ever showed that uncontrollable desire of killing. And so it makes me think, is this somebody who ended up piling up bodies because he made the same mistakes overdosing his victims or you think that every time someone died under his care was because he
1: intended to kill them? I think I think that he, the people that died in his care were people that he intended to kill in the sense of they were either not useful for him anymore or they were becoming too much of a difficulty for him. I, I don't think he was capable... To me, he didn't seem like he was capable of enough human feeling and emotion to see people as anything other than tools or obstacles. You're either a tool to me or you're an obstacle to me. So if you're a tool, I'm going to use you. If you're an obstacle, I'm going to remove you. And I think maybe with some people, he made mistakes and, and removed them accidentally. But I think most of the ones that he that he did remove, he just considered them an obstacle. You're not useful to me anymore, and I'm just going to put you put you to sleep. Yeah, so where, where I'm, I'm
0: struggling is because I can, I definitely can see the so- sociopathic tendencies of Charles Branch in that respect. Because as you just said, he sees people as tools, and either, you are either you know useful to me or not. And, and, and in that in that sense, I will never recognize any pain that I'm causing you because I'm incapable of understanding other people's pain. What I can do is, is mimic uh, social sentiments and, and feelings yes. because that's what I do, right? Yes. But do I actually feel those things? Can I actually experience those things? I can't. And in that same sense, I would ask you, do you think he actually ever fell in love with either of, of the two women or was was he just obsessed with his first wife or with Marie-Andre for that matter
1: I I don't think he was ever truly in love with them not in the sense that a normal quote unquote normal human being would he may have had a a different kind of feeling towards them than he did other people they might have he, they might have blurred the line a little bit for him between tool and an obstacle but i don't think he ever truly fell in it wasn't in love with them i don't i don't think he was capable of that because he if he was and i'm not trying to port, portray anybody as being one you know 100% bad or 100% good but i just feel that if he was capable of feeling that sort of love then he would understand loss and I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say.
0: All right. All right. (laughs)
1: It's kind of a non-answer, isn't it? No, man. I'm I'm cool. (laughs) I'm cool with you.
0: But how much of his activity do you think was sort of like trying to be a copycat of? Because it seems like he was more of a, I want attention, right? And serial killers tend to do that. Right? Yes. Yes, they do. But the whole idea of sort of like creating a following. He couldn't operate without having a following. It
1: it it makes you think of um it made me think of of some of the, the cult leaders that lead their congregations, their their people that believe in them, the word is gone <laughs> mm-hmm. to bad ends. Um and they aren't you know you you could think of the the Jonestown massacre and the um the the leader behind that planned to kill all of those people i mean he 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 had everything planned from the beginning and so he's not called a serial killer he's not even called a mass murderer but the same sort of the same sort of cult of personality the same sort of hypnotism the same sort of incredibly charming personality that is also hides in a very very dark side so i i kind of felt that he had to have those followers he had to have those people cheering him on and and, and being close to him much like a cult leader does
0: yeah uh, but was it a mansion also uh, like into into the whole creating a, a little group around him yes he
1: was yes he was
0: so that's that's what makes me think of him more of a, as a copycat in that I want fame, I want glory, I want luxury, but also I want to be adored I want to be I want to be followed, I want to be somebody's example like I think of Charles Subraj as somebody who is in constant fear of being insignificant and what his resource is is basically to to self-aggrandize. Unlucky for the world at the time, there was no Instagram. Uh, <laughs> there was no social media to just turn himself into some kind of influencer. Yes. So he he began to 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 do these kind of things because I'm I'm struggling to see. I'm struggling to see the the real serial killer, but rather in absolutely pathetic, (laughs) an absolutely pathetic (laughs) cult
1: leader. Cult leader, yeah. He he failed as a cult leader and became a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I I think that's I think that's what it is. Yeah, I can I I can see that. I can see that because it again, you know the. Very magnetism, the very hypnotic personality, the ability to like, there's a scene in um, very early on in the series where he with the Dutch backpackers and he helps them with uh, a ring with buying a ring and shows them a ring, you know, uh-huh. how, how he was able to see and, and understand that this young man wants to give this young woman a ring this is very important to him. So the way for me to bind myself to him is to get him with this, with a ring, to, to to this this physical thing. He he needs to give this to her, and the fact that he understood that and was able to use that weakness against them to bring them into his yes. into his into his court, if you will, I found very very fascinating that 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 someone who is, who, apparently does not feel human feelings is so capable of understanding them and using them and manipulating them.
0: That's the that's the beauty of it because because so if you go back to, to the beginning of the to Charles Hobart's origin, is that he is the son of a Vietnamese mother and an Indian father. The father and the mom separates and he disappears. The the father disappears the mom ends up marrying a French military person or whatever. And as soon as little brothers and little sister come along, then Charles basically is devoid of attention from either of the parent and the, and the, and the step-parent. And that was his grudge. That was his entire grudge the entire time, right? Yeah. And, and so... For me, that's like the the beginning of of his descent into madness is that one, I have to show the people who didn't love me as a kid that I'm deserving of love and I can get a stranger's love or any stranger's love for that matter. And not only that, but I'm going to manipulate the rest of the world to love me. And that explains, for me, explains even his end. You know what I mean? Like the guy goes to prison in India and he's adored in the prison. He is <laughs> yeah. adored. They love him. They love. Him. He's like Jesus Christ in the prison. And he uses his smart and his intelligence to escape spectacularly from prison every time and it's no like I kill a couple of people and blah 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 and created a riot and escape that's not what he did he just created the best situations to get his himself out so that's that to me is an is an unimaginable ability and I think it's all about him trying to to feel loved
1: yeah right yeah and and maybe even you know feel loved and and maybe finally feel love himself, you know finally feel that emotion for himself and understand what it is. If maybe if I can get enough people to love me, then I mm-hmm. will feel it myself and I'll understand what all this is about. I don't know. I'm just bullshit. <laughs> what what do you
0: think of uh, Marie Andre, the Quebecoise?
1: <sighs> she. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about her accent. Because I remember yeah. one time at work we had a, a conversation about the the accent, the the, the Canadian accent. Yes. And I know this is off topic, but but when you said that, I I needed I need I need to know what you thought of of Jenna Coleman's work on the accent.
0: So I thought about, and I I I paused it to rant with my wife about about the accent. Here's the crazy thing: first of all, Jenna Coleman speaks very good French like an absolutely fantastic french like boarding school french right okay but speaking in french she spoke like a french person okay when she spoke english she spoke like a quebecois would speak english okay with that accent okay and in that was that bothered me the entire time she does not sound as a québecian when she speak when she speaks in french she sounded like like a a parisian or a belgian for that matter like it, it was like a really neutral well spoken french okay but whenever she spoke english and if you've heard a québecian trying to speak english you're like yep there is that accent
1: uh, <laughs> i will return
0: to canada and da da-da-da, da 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 da, da 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 you know. And I'm like, I wonder if she knows people are going to notice that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I did read that she did not speak one word of French until four weeks before the production. And she crammed four weeks to learn French in four weeks.
0: Well, that is a super, super, uh, whatchamacallit, a superhero's,
1: type of shit. Yeah, I'm super pop. There's no way in the world that would ever happen. So I I I I think she probably I mean that probably explains some of it because if she only had 4 weeks to learn then she probably learned French from a French Frenchman or French woman or or whatever, you know, a program right. that uh, that Rosetta Stone, whatever. Right. <laughs> but the English part maybe there was a, a, an actual coach for for that part to speak. I don't know. But I was, I was curious about the accent because to me, and I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, I don't speak French. But to me, when she spoke French, I was like, she sounds like a Parisian to me. Yes. And I'm not, it doesn't sound quite Canadian to me, but I am by no means an expert. I'm like, I got to talk to Graham. I got to ask <laughs> him. <laughs> I got to talk to my polyglot and be like, what, what is she doing? <laughs> it, it was so weird because here's the crazy thing.
0: When when, a, when a, a Quebec person talk to you, if you know French, eh, but you've never heard a Quebec person like, what the hell are you talking? What, what language is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Until you figure out, oh, okay, okay. So until you listen. I remember a, 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 a Quebecian person told me one time, il faut me parler doucement parce que je comprends pas. And I'm like, I'm the one who doesn't understand you. Like you're the one who has to speak slowly because. I really don't know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> and, and it's not only the, the cadence of the way they speak, it's the, 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 the words and the, the expression, you know. So to, to give you a good example, although her, her English has become quite neutral, Whenever Celine Dion speaks English for a, a good amount of, amount of time, like say she she takes a an interval of about three or three minutes speaking, yes, somehow you would feel the Quebecian accent creeping to her English. Okay, if she's just saying a couple of words, bam, she sounds like she's she's right here from either from from the United States or from you know from from English speaking Canada.
1: Regular,
0: but, Canada. <laughs> regular Canada, regular <laughs> Canada. But whenever, whenever it's a couple of minutes into the conversation, if you're paying attention, you will hear you will hear that creeps in. And so when Jenna Coleman spoke English, that's what I heard there. I, I heard a Quebecian-born person who speaks English and still has the accent. But when she spoke French, I was like, "That's fucking French." <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. Does she know that? <laughs> but the, the time thing, now that you mention it, actually makes perfect sense. I don't know that she would have had enough time to to get yeah. familiar with accents and all, all that shit. But anyway, uh, she was impeccable. Yeah. She was impeccable. Yeah. I know that once you have enough French in your head, I suppose you can memorize a script. But the problem is I have heard people who've memorized script in another language and don't sound conversational. You know, I've heard actors who've memorized a couple of words or a part of a conversation in German and once I hear the German I'm like they're speaking German but they don't sound like they know what they're saying. <laughs>
1: yeah, they don't. <laughs> they're just they're making just reciting noises. exactly. Yeah, just yeah.
0: reciting something that they've learned. Yeah. And, and that is horrible. Yeah, but you can only, you will only know that if you if you if you can speak the language, right? Yeah. In Jenna Coleman's case, that wasn't the case. She sounded, she phrased things and paused, and, and like she characterized the cadence of her of her speech in French was absolutely perfect. It didn't sound like learnt. It just, it just didn't sound Quebecois.
1: Yeah.
0: So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to talk about the similarities of the cast and the actual people yes. in the story. Yes. The casting here was almost perfect.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: I, I was, after I started doing my research and stuff, I'm like, my God, especially Marie Andre Leclerc. Jenna Coleman, Jenna Coleman looked like Marie Andre Leclerc, but here's the crazy thing only in the black and white picture. There is a picture of Marie Andre Leclerc where it's not in black and white, it's actually in, uh, in color. And then you will see that uh it's not, it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that much over of a, over of a, you know but okay, so let's talk a bit about the cast, if you will, jojo mm-hmm. as Charles sobrage, what do you think of uh, tahar Rahim
1: oh, i thought i mean obviously he was great because he gave me nightmares <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the whole production, but, but I mean, you know, it was, it was, uh, he was brilliant as this very manipulative character and believable.
0: Do you know what? Like, first of all, in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't even realize that was Tahar Rahim. And he seems to be able to do that with everything he does. Because the very first time I saw Tahar Rahim, he, do you remember one once I spoke about a series on Hulu called uh, The Looming Tower. Yes. And that series was about the sort of like not before 9 11, how the CIA and the FBI couldn't come together to pursue <laughs> all the intelligence that was that existed, sort of like predicting that 9 11 was going to happen and that there was one particular FBI agent who who f- featured very prominently there called Ali Sufyan and in that series who played Ali Sufyan was actually Taha Rahim
1: okay
0: but i didn't even know that was him <laughs> i didn't even know that was him doesn't look like him at all but here's another thing my dude was nominated for best actor in this year in the Golden Globes, do you remember we talked about the movie The Mauritanian? Yeah, that Jodie Foster was also nominated. Yes, and Tahar Rahim played the Mauritanian. Okay, and if you go and take a look at the movie, don't look like, like, like my boy at all.
1: <laughs> so he's a very he's a very chameleon-like actor. He can he, he can is, change.
0: Is absolutely great like that, that's and awesome. here he transformed into Charles Sobrage. Like when you see that picture where he's standing and Marie Andre is sitting, yes, that's Charles Sobrage, that's Charles Sobhraj. That's Charles Sobhraj. Yes. like that. You know. but here's the thing: Charles Sobrage is half Vietnamese, half Indian. Tahar Rahim is North African. He's he's. Of Algerian descent,
1: okay,
0: and so I can see some heavy makeup there because North Africans, most of them will look will look more like Sicilians, okay, which is like one of the running jokes on 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 Italians is that you know Sicilians aren't even European. <laughs> like, you're from Sicily. You're not even you're not even European. You're like North African, you know, <laughs> some of them take it as a joke. Some of them will tell you, "Hey, vafangulo." <laughs> but yeah, so so Algerians, you know, obviously they in France they're considered in France in the rest of Europe they're considered people of color. But but to be honest, they can look as European as, as Europeans look, and so that's the thing here. You can see some some heavy makeup, especially in the chin when you look at Tahar Rahim as Charles Shabraj. But other than that, he's like, he's exactly the man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy watching performances. I mean, actors are awesome. But, you know, to be able to the people that can pick up other mannerisms and just completely become a different person when they're acting are fascinating to me. And then of course the actors who are the same person in every movie that that's cool too. But um it's it's really neat to see somebody that that just changes their mannerisms or changes their way of speaking or or changes The way they walk, just just for a role. And and maybe it's not even necessarily to mimic uh, someone. Maybe it's not a a documentary-style thing. Maybe they're just, you know, it's a...
0: They create
1: create a person person. that is
0: beyond the actor that we know.
1: Yes, yes. And I I like watching that sort of transformation, because that's that's fascinating to me. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... I mean, come on. It's it's unbelievable. It's, you know... uh, Jenna Coleman, we've already talked about how she. I think if if we once we talk about awards and stuff, this show should be winning a lot of things, and maybe in the twenty twenty two BAFTA, we'll hear a lot of a lot about it, and who knows, maybe next uh, Golden Globes, yeah. we'll hear a lot about it. Yeah. because you know award season here is far gone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a miracle that the Oscars are still around yet but and this show premiered in January in in the UK so so I don't know that they would have qualified for for anything this year right but but if they are taken into, taken into consideration, there's gonna be because heres the, here's the thing one guy who proved himself to be a star, and I've never heard of this guy before, and I couldn't find any more on his credit. But the the serpent is the dude that played Ajay uh, Chaudhary.
1: He was amazing. He was yes. he was he was. I truly enjoyed him when he was on screen. He was yes. he was a very very good actor.
0: In fact, I found him more charming than than the character of um, the serpent.
1: Yes, yes, and I think. But he was scary too. He was scary too. He was, and I, I felt like he was almost like the wingman, if that's I don't know, yeah, you know, like like yeah. oh, it's I'll I'll or the bait, if you will. He's um, the bait. Yes. So I, but he 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 was very very good.
0: Uh, I loved him. His name is uh, Amesh Edireweira. He is. Like the two credits that he has are *The Serpent* and *Shakespeare Live*. That's it. That's all I can find of him. Uh, I can find of him.
1: He did a great job.
0: Man, he was dope. <laughs> yep. His education is from the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. So. A Welshman. <laughs> He, he 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 is superb. I I think best reporting actor is it would be a well deserved, well deserved thing here for I him. I
1: agree. I agree. He was he was great.
0: Billy Howell was very convincing as a Dutchman. Very like the accent. Look, I know it's easy to as long as you're speaking English, it's very easy to speak uh, to 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 mock. A Dutchman speaking, speaking English. Like the, the the accent of a Dutchman is a very peculiar one. <laughs>
1: Wasn't that in an Austin Powers movie?
0: Yes. Yeah. His okay.
1: yes,
0: <laughs> 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 But Billy Howell was very convincing. Man, I was like, is it really? Is it? And. By the way, I don't speak much Dutch, so whenever the the conversation changed into Dutch between between him and and the wife, I'm not sure I could tell you oh that's authentic or not. But I know that his English, mimicking a Dutchman's accent, was on point.
1: It's it's always awesome when it's when that kind of thing happens because one, it shows a lot of attention to detail on the production part or on the actor's part or whoever, but because they, only, they know that there's only a certain amount of people are going to pay attention to that, but mm-hmm. that, that certain, certain amount of people are going to be completely torn out of the experience if this is wrong. So that level of attention to detail to me is is awesome when the, when the production is like, no, let's let's get this right.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also out of respect because you're going to show these movies in the countries where, you know, where this is done too, right? Where where the the portrayal has been done, and so you you want you want it to be as accurate, I suppose. Although most movies are dubbed in, like I was watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier last night, okay, and I stayed for some reason. I stayed for all the late credits because that shit has seven minutes of credit.
1: Yeah, division too has like said it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, or oh, oh, towards the end, it tells you about
0: the doublage, the, the the dubs of uh, in 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 every language, right? And for Spain, they do a regular Castilian, and then they do also a version in uh, Catalan.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, and That's then they do. So that's, they do five different Spanish dubbing. So they do Castilian, Catalan. They do Latin American Spanish, like a more neutral Central American. They do a Mexican version of Spanish. And then they will do a version that is more for uh, Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay with voices like that. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot of work. That is a lot of because it's but... not it's not like a person from Uruguay and Paraguay wouldn't understand me if I spoke like a Dominican to them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I suppose it makes the experience better for for the geographical location.
1: I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I suppose Quebecois will never realize that Jenna Coleman was not speaking French like a Quebecois <laughs> when she spoke Québécois, when she spoke French because it's going to get dubbed anyway. Unless they decide to leave every part that is in French, in French. But who knows? I I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Let's see. Ellie Bamber played Angela Nippenberg, Angela Nippenberg. And here's the crazy thing. This woman is still around. She is actually a big shot. She made it. She retired in 2015 but she made it to undersecretary of the UN. So she went on to be like a huge ass diplomat, furthermore in the echelon than Nippenberg, the the ex-husband, ever made it. And she actually takes issue with her portrayal in this series. ah, Because she says that she is portrayed as the dutiful wife and she said that her role in helping the uh, in helping Nippenberg with this case was far more than they portrayed in the series And that you know she wasn't just chauffeuring him around or whatever
1: right like
0: like like it was a, a 50-50 partnership because okay. Nippenberg run most of his ideas by her and some of the leads that L- Nippenberg took towards the truth were based on ideas that she, you know, she, put, she out. put
1: out. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I would take issue with that as well if I, if, if I were her. And um, it also makes more sense, you know, because uh, she was, you know, she was introduced to us as an extremely intelligent person with, yes. you know, with a great education and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. for her to just be the chauffeur, that that's insulting. So yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed off too because it, it would make sense for her for it to be a fifty fifty, for it to be a collaboration, for it to be something that they worked on together. That makes much more sense than her just driving him around and just translating.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so and also she took issue with with Ellie Bamber's portrayal of her, like in terms of what she looked like. Oh, because. As a matter of fact, the most miscast in there was her. So I, I still believe that this was an absolutely fantastic cast uh, casting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a, a great series, and hopefully someday I'll be able to finish it.
0: <laughs> How many episodes did you make it to? Uh,
1: I made it through about six.
0: Oh, I... Uh, you... Yeah. You'd be out. Right. You, you know, you'll finish. You, 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 I mean, it doesn't. I think from seven and episode seven and eight deals more with the chasing and the escapes and the the pr- imprisonment and the whole thing. So you know, watch it in the middle of the day and watch it with the dogs and stuff. See,
1: so. <laughs> and they love television. So
0: yeah. Uh, it amazes me the kind of thing that's, uh, things that my dogs watch. I'm <laughs> like, really? That's that's what calls your attention? Seriously, the Today Show. <laughs> Come on. Man.
1: So. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> anyway, so we we recommend the show and don't let it do you like it did to JoJo. You know. No. Nah. I mean?
1: No, I I think it's just an aberration with me, but uh but yeah, no, and I think it's a testament to to um to how good it is.
0: It is a, it is a fantastic show and I think everything about this the dialogues were great. The parts where they took artistic liberties, I think also obviously not accurate, but it sort of like remained within the arc of the story. I don't think it went it went very far off or uh, it betrayed the reality of the story uh, it, it was a you know it was creative liberties that they took mostly to to complete the picture i i, I would say as opposed to just changing everything around you yeah, know
1: i would agree with that yeah
0: i think when they revealed charles's relationship with his mother some of that has a lot to do with creative liberties. The whole relationship with with the daughter and the whole thing. Some of that too. But yeah. but other than that, it was it was pretty
1: on point. Yeah, I agree.
0: For me, the most fascinating thing about this series is the fact that almost everybody is still around except for Paul and Marie Andre. Paul died, in, I think, in 2004. marie Andre died in 1984 of uh, ovarian cancer. But other than that, everybody is still around. Nippenberg, Angela are still around. The Giers, Nadine, and the dude, although divorced, but they are still around. Nadine runs a resort in... Uh, Thailand, in Jir has a farm, a tropical fruit farm that he that he has and sells uh, tropical fruits. So, not only should you binge watch this, but if you do your research, you will still find pictures of what these people look like today. Yeah. So good on Tahar Rahim as as a lead man here. Jenna Coleman, absolutely fantastic. And the rest of the cast, especially the dude who played uh a j shuddery, I want to see more of this guy
1: yeah i agree i definitely want i agree i agree i'm I'm interested as to um how he got the part, and I don't mean that in a um derogatory manner at all, I just because he doesn't seem to have much of a of a of a back you know, television or, or movies or that sort of thing. I would love to know who was like, I saw him in this and he was fabulous and he's gonna do this,
0: you know? Well, I, I also think that based on the only picture that exists of Ajay, he probably is the only person who looks a lot like AJ that was available. Because Jocelyn <clears throat> so Ajay has not been seen since nineteen seventy six. They don't know if he's dead somebody supposedly reported seeing him in west germany at some point but they could not corroborate that but the only picture that exists of R.J. is this right and so that's yeah i tell
1: right there yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah
0: uh, i i if you combine that with obviously the casting Directors would have known that he's a fantastic actor. And the fact that if he grows a beard like that, he looks pretty much like Ajay Audrey. So yeah, you got the part, you know. But I, I would be very upset if when awards towards this show is talked about, he's not nominated for a Best Reporting Actor here. I agree. I would be in, I would be so I would be upset because yeah. I think I think he was I I know it's going to be between him and Billy Howe <laughs> you know. But but at least the nomination he deserved and I wouldn't mind if you know if 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 it's a split between him and Billy Howell if he wins great if Billy Howell wins great but I don't think he should be left behind for yeah. a nomination.
1: Yeah. Definitely he, not. He he was very very good.
0: My God, he was good. So I
1: kept asking,
0: like, "Who is this dude?
1: <laughs> Who is that guy?
0: Who is that guy? Who is that guy?" <laughs> I mean, that's that—that that was my question. Who is that guy? All right, well, I think we're gonna call it a day, Jojo. Shouldn't we? Yeah,
1: I think we've I think we've talked about it and and, and gushed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we it's been a long time since we gushed about a, <laughs> a series.
1: I don't know, like
0: I know that we've done quite a bit of movies lately, but the fact is I enjoy really talking about about series. Whenever I'm watching a series and, and I know that there's the prospect of us sitting down and blabbling about it for an hour and plus, uh I'm happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs>
0: so we would like to invite you to find us on social media if you'd like to follow we are on instagram facebook twitter and pinterest uh kicking and streaming podcast so on Fa- on facebook on twitter sorry it's going to be kicking and streaming kicking the letter n and streaming right and on instagram you'll find us just do a search but also if you go to the show notes All of the hyperlinks to our social media are there. You can go ahead and just click on that and follow. We would like to hear from you. We would always love to hear from you. If you've got something to say, if you've got something to suggest, if you have a show or a movie that you would like us to review, we very much would love to hear from you. We are building a community on on YouTube and on Twitch. So every Saturday, at 1pm, we live stream this podcast on those two uh, platforms, on Twitch and on YouTube, wherever you like to follow, whatever if you would like to watch instead of listening, do so by searching for us on there too, on Twitch and on YouTube. Subscribe, of course. That's what we would like you to do so that you can receive uh, notifications when we are on. But, If podcast is your thing, if you prefer, of course, the audio podcast, we're cool with that. Every Tuesday we come out and every Tuesday we have a new episode for you. I am, uh, you can find Jocelyn. Jocelyn, we we can't find you anymore, right? (laughs) Not at the moment.
1: I will be back. I just have to figure out a couple things.
0: All right. Well, Jocelyn is taking a break from social media, which is what everybody should do that at least once a year. As for me, you will find me on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook as Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Me, I'm the Graham, and of course, the Jojo. We are calling it a day today, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.